0: Welcome, it is Mark, it's Trucking Answers, your favorite trucking podcast, and this is the podcast that other trucking podcasts listen to to figure out what they're going to talk about. I mean, holy mackerel. I'm here with Gracie, my orange co-host, who is sleeping right behind me. She's very exhausted from waking up for five minutes to eat her breakfast, so she has to have a six-hour nap before waking up for a couple more minutes. But I'm sure if there's something interesting, she'll be right in. To say something about it. Today it's an unabridged version. We're gonna have some trucking news, some automotive news and information that you can use. Oh, I like that. And yet another reason we don't live on Mars. Do you know why we don't live on Mars, folks, for new people? It's because there's a bunch of dumb, stupid idiot people on this planet that waste our resources, money and time. We have to feed them dry cheese sandwiches because they are idiots. And we can't get to Mars because we waste all our money on them, all right, so let's get going to what we are talking about today here on the podcast. I get to talk about other things besides trucking and uh you know what's going on in the news and stuff. We can't do that on YouTube, as I always say because of uh you know certain people on there may you know try to censor your views, and you don't own YouTube, but I do own the podcast so Um, if you think podcasts are limited to go listen to Joe Rogan's podcast, all right, so you can pretty much say whatever you want. You can't make threats, that kind of thing, of course. So let's talk about Michael Moore, noted left-wing idiot. Um, (laughs) you may have seen some of his wonderful documentaries over the years, and I don't know why he hates himself so much. Um, I'm going to really, he has penned a new amendment to the constitution, the 28th amendment, which he would like to present to Congress on July 11th when they return And uh, here's how it goes, okay? The inalienable right of a free people to be kept safe from gun violence and the fear thereof. Fear, I love it. Must not be infringed and shall be protected by the Congress and the states. This amendment thus repeals and replaces the Second Amendment. That's the beginning of it. Fear, you know, that's a real problem. That's probably more problematic to me than whatever else he's saying. To be kept safe from fear, I mean... The problem, half the problem, at least, with the country now is people are afraid of everything, and so they go hide, you know, rather than facing fears or whatever. So, um, so there. He also wants a uh, in his amendment a mandatory system of firearm registration that includes limiting licenses only for the purpose of hunting, target shooting, and a few people who could demonstrate the need for protection. He also wants stricter background tests, an annual written test and a minimum age requirement of 25 to purchase weapons and uh, ammunition. He says Congress shall regulate all ammunition, capacitive ammunition, the storage of guns, gun locks, gun sights, body armor, the sale and distribution of such such items. No weapons of any kind whose sole intention is the premeditated elimination of human life are considered legal. Congress may create future restrictions as this amendment specifically does not grant any American the right to own any weapon. Okay, that's what uh, that's what he says. Persons already owning any of the above banned firearms, and uh, who didn't, do not fall into the legal group of restricted owners, will have one month from the ratification to turn in their firearms for destruction by local law enforcement. All right, how do you think that's going to go? Let's say that actually went anywhere. Um, how many people are going to be driving down there with their guns? And you know what? You say, oh, nobody's going to do that. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you something. I'm going to tell you things. I think people would do it. The way the country is now, the way people just fall in line, I think if the government said you have to turn your guns in, I think they would do it. There's just too many people. The vast, vast majority of people won't even say anything about anything, much less do anything. You can't get people to do anything to make a change, uh, to basically save your life. There's so few people that'll speak out, that will do, that certainly won't even speak out, much less do anything. That uh, the only hopes that we have for this amendment is that it isn't go anywhere. <laughs> All right, this this doesn't go anywhere. There's no way uh, anything he does anything about this. It doesn't go any place. Nobody gets traction on it there might be a few left-wing goofballs that oh yeah that's a great idea other than that it goes nowhere to ratify uh, you know an amendment to the constitution you need two-thirds of both houses of congress and three-fourths of the states and then you get an amendment that's why there's not that many of them because the founding fathers knew that it should be very difficult to change the constitution you can't just willy-nilly go change it on the whims of some uh, left-wing idiot from michigan okay It has to be done, you know, and that gets a large majority of the population to go along with it. That's why, again, this is not a democracy where you just need a simple vote. That's not how it works here. And so, look, this amendment goes nowhere, but there are people proposing this kind of thing, you know, and if he doesn't like guns, he should perhaps go somewhere that doesn't really allow guns and maybe live there where he would feel safer. Now, I don't say that lightly either. I mean, if he really feels that this kind of thing... Is not good, which he said he renounces his full United States citizenship. sh He said he was going to renounce it, and he is only going to have partial, partial. Boy, this is a real problem today. What do you think about that, Gracie? I can't even get anything going here. He's going to only be a partial citizen. That's what he said. Okay, that's what he said. And so I've I've conveniently compiled a small list of countries that outlaw gun ownership in in their entirety. You cannot own a gun privately. So maybe this is what he should do. Why doesn't he move to one of these countries that outlaw gun ownership? Because I guess, according to him, living there would be safer. So, well, uh, let's start with um, North Korea. Okay, they they outlaw gun ownership by the population. Cambodia, all right, Cambodia. Somalia, I heard it's nice there in the uh, wintertime. Beautiful weather, right? uh fiji okay the weather actually is pretty good in fiji solomon islands okay the brunei all right. marshall islands i mean there are a number of countries myanmar all right which changes hands every two years uh due to civil wars because nobody got a gun but uh you know these are un- uh, several of the countries that outlaw private uh ownership of guns So if he feels like, and by the way, China's not on the list, okay? You can get a gun in China. It's restricted. It's heavily restricted, but it's not completely outlawed. Um, So maybe he should head to one of these countries where it'd probably be safer. I mean, North Korea? Well, I heard it's uh, pretty nice at this time. So, but these apologists, left-wing apologists, just goofballs, just goofballs. This is why I'm waiting for some part of the country to split off and become new America. We can actually have normal people live there, and the rest of everybody goes off somewhere else. And the gun turn-ins, if that goes anywhere, if you've already registered your guns, you've got a problem. You've got a real problem. Okay, now I don't see it going anywhere, to be honest with you, in this country. It's just not going to happen. But um, this is why I always encourage people, you know, maybe uh, you want to rethink registering those, uh, those weapons. And more reasons why you should not send your kids to public school ever, okay, in Oregon... Oregon uh, which this is going to cost 5.6 million dollars they have a new rule which was passed by over 90 percent of Republicans and Democrats that uh, tampons have to be available in all bathrooms so the boys bathroom will have a tampon machine Um, really oh yeah you know all these transitioning people really how many of those are there Uh, billions this is ridiculous this kind of thing just a complete ridiculous waste of money. Can we put money into actually educating kids? Okay, how about that instead of their feelings? Oh my God. Going to school, my dad would have cared less about my feelings. All right, I didn't care. You better go to learn something. And then in San Francisco, of course. Children, did you see this picture? Go look it up. It's all over. Kids have to walk back and forth past open air drug dens and heroin addicts and everything to go back and forth to school. You know, here's the th- what's more shocking about this picture where they do show kids walking past these, you know, people on the street doing drugs. Why are you allowing your kid to walk past all these people on the streets? I just don't understand parents sending their kids into this kind of thing. What are you doing? What are you doing? My kids got to go to school. Take your kids out of these schools immediately. Stop sending your kids to public school. It's probably the one of the worst things. It's basically now it's child abuse to send your kid to public school. It's just ridiculous. This kind of picture. I don't know how many more of these that are are going to have to come out before, you know. And I hear this from parents. Oh, I'll do anything for my kid. Will you take them out of public school, or you let them walk past? people doing heroin on the street. Is that what you'll do for your kids? I want you to really think about that when you say, I'll do anything. How about doing that? How about just doing one thing where you don't have to have them walk past a bunch of heroin addicts? Is, uh, is that something we could do? Maybe so. Can we get onto truck trucking news, Mark? Yes. Bill requiring drivers to remove ice and snow from vehicles has passed in Pennsylvania. All right. Now, we're waiting for the governor to sign it, but he said he will sign this law if it ever gets to him. So, so in 60 days from signature, which will be pretty soon here, uh, and besides which it doesn't matter if he signed it because it passed 100% so they can override him. So either way, this is going to go into effect. Now, in Pennsylvania, you will have to remove ice and snow from your vehicle within 24 hours of a heavy winter storm. All right, how you do that, I don't know. It doesn't say, but I will tell you that previous to this, they couldn't pull you over for that. Now, that's what this law is changing. They can. You can be pulled over just for that, it's going to become a problem. So in, pr- in previous law, it's like you could only be a, have a problem penalized if the falling snow resulted in serious bodily harm. Now it'll be proactive where they can, permitting police to f- pull you over just for the possible snow or ice hazard on your vehicle. Pennsylvania, and by this winter, of course, this will all be passed and signed into law. So you won't have to uh, worry about that. So I think that you should... If you go through this area, you should contact your company now. Talk to them about this law and say, look, what are we going to do about this before winter? How do I get this done? Because you shouldn't be put in the position of saying, you know, I don't want to get a ticket because you, meaning your company, when you're talking to them, won't do anything about this snow and ice thing. And if it's your truck, you own it, then I think you need to figure out right now um, what you can do about it. How do you get that off of there? Because the, this long, I don't want to see anybody pulled over for the law and this will be in effect by wintertime. I know there's a few places out there, a number of astute viewers have list have uh, sent me pictures of some of these snow and ice sweepy kind of things that go over the top of the truck, but there's not nearly enough of them for everybody that goes through there. And what I do, of course, in the winter see all these big snow buildups on top of trailers and stuff like that this law has been trying to be passed since 2005 when a woman was killed because a chunk of ice flew off a tractor you know a trailer and went through a windshield and killed her and so they have finally passed something to get the snow and ice off and so Talk to your company and see what they have to say about what you're going to do this winter. You know, point the law out to them because they probably won't know anything about it. Most dispatchers in that, you know, have only a first grade reading level as it is. They may not be able to read it, so you'll have to read it to them. And see what they have to say about it and let me know about that. So, more on this AB5. They talked to some goofball in California driver. And I say this because, look, if you are going to go in business for yourself, you have you know, at least some kind of obligation to do some kind of investigation, don't you? I mean, so many people just jump and buy a truck and think, oh, this is the greatest thing ever without doing anything. And those people we usually call bankrupt later. But so this guy one month ago bought a truck. They interviewed him. Okay. And he lives in California. And yes, it was a Volvo. They had a picture of it. I thought that was, ah, Okay, I'm better. I thought that was pretty funny. Okay, a, a small problem here. And uh, so one month ago, and he had a lot of consonants in his name, all right? So let's just leave, and very few vowels. Let's just leave it at that. But uh, So he buys a truck a month ago, and then AB5 goes uh, into effect, basically, and he can't believe it. He's like, I can't even understand what's going on. So they talk to him, and this is what he says. This isn't made-up things. These are quotes out of him. He says he works out of the ports, all right, at Los Angeles, and he likes being leased on because the carrier deals with the ports. He doesn't have to deal with them directly, he said. He just gets paid. And he says they pick all our loads for us and dispatch us. Okay? Guess what he is? An employee, all right? An employee. They pick my load for me, too, and go, go take this load because I'm an employee, right? And I don't have to deal with the customer directly because I'm an employee. So is he. And even before AB5, he'd be considered an employee because he's not independent. To be independent, even according to IRS rules nationwide, this AB5 rules and everything, you have to set your own hours. They don't get to dictate when you work or how you do your work, the scope of the work. They can, I always go back to a house painter. I don't know why I don't use plumbers for this. I go paint my house. I don't get to tell you, use this kind of thing. Is that okay? You get to determine the scope of work if you want to be independent. All right. If you want to be my employee, then I get to say, be here at this time. Do you leave at this time? Otherwise, no, that's not how it works. Independent means independent. So you pick your load. If he wants to be in business for himself, like anybody else, let him go deal with the customer himself. That's what a business does. Okay. If you are in business for yourself, that's what people tell me, Mark, I'm in business for myself. I'm independent. All right. Then go be a business and go deal with the ports yourself. But he doesn't want to do that because it's a hassle. And so you have this people intermediaries. Well, then you become an employee <laughs> and it's just that simple. When they pick your loads, they dispatch you. They deal with the customer. They pay you. You are work for them. <laughs> I mean it's pretty simple and that's exactly exactly what AB5 is saying. Rather than being on the other side, he's actually the reason why this law exists. Okay? Again, you want to be independent? Fine. Go be independent, but don't come to me and say, "Well, I get to be independent, but I want somebody else to hold my hand and wipe my butt and do everything for me." Go be independent. Slap your name on the side of the truck. You deal with the port, you go chase them around for payment. You do all that stuff. And then, yeah, I agree that you, you're independent. Okay. But when you, when you put somebody else's name on your truck, they deal with everything. They dispatch you. They tell you when to come in, where to go. Here's your load. They pay. You're no different than me other than I get paid days off and the insurance and everything else that you don't get. So that's the only difference. Really? We're still both employees. We're employed. Just like that guy. I think his name, I can't even remember. It's too many consonants to say, but uh, that's. That's why there's AB5, just for people like him who they're taking the advantage of, and he doesn't even realize it. But look, when you see this thing in the news why do you buy a truck 30 days before this is all supposed to come down? Wouldn't you wait? Let me wait a month and see what's going on here. Oh, you know what? Here's a good time to jump in when trucks are super expensive, and I don't have any idea what's going on. This This is half the problem with people. They think, I'll just jump into this and see what happens. Okay, well, you know what? When you jump in a pool with no water in it, sometimes it's not full before you get to the bottom. This is Operation Safe Driver Week as well. Depending when you're listening to this, I guess. If you're listening to this in the year 2029, then it's probably not Safe Driver Week. But otherwise, if you're on top of stuff and listening to it right away, it's Safe Driver Week. Be safe this week. I wanted to mention this, too, because it sort of affects trucking. Look, this uh, WNBA star Brittany Griner, okay, she's being held in Russia for a charge, which she admits and pled guilty to of bringing CBD oil, I guess, into the country over there, where it is banned. Uh, by what's the NBA WNBA and is that tennis? Okay. So anyways, look, um, she is petitioning, not petitioning, right? She wrote a letter to, uh, our president and known truck driver, Joe Biden. And, uh, he got up off of his bicycle and said, and apparently has read the letter. Here's the thing. Here's what I want to say about this versus trucking. If the federal government does anything to help her, then they should immediately end the ban on on marijuana because marijuana is uh not allowed by the federal government it's completely banned completely banned okay federally so they cannot have this both ways if they're going to help her then they should just end the ban on it federally because they can't say oh yeah well, well what they're doing is wrong over there it, how many people in the United States have been arrested or are sitting in prison currently for marijuana okay lots nationwide So if the government is going to help her and he says he read the letter, well, he didn't say it. Somebody said he read the letter. uh, President Biden, we woke him up and he read the letter and uh, then went back to sleep. Okay, so a little politics in there. Anyway, anyways, hopefully he's okay from his fall off his bicycle. Um, (laughs) look. The federal government, if they're going to help her, then they just need to end the ban. It's just as simple as that. You can't you can't do this, but we're going to ban it here. Arrest U.S. citizens. But then if you get arrested somewhere else, we'll help you come back here where you would then be possibly arrested for the same thing. OK, and look, when you travel internationally, you've got to be careful what you do. Do you know, in some countries, it is the death penalty to bring drugs into the country, the death penalty. And from what I understand, that is a very harsh penalty. And people that have had the death penalty imposed on them don't like it, I assume, because they're dead. So when you travel, be careful. You can't say, well, I didn't think anything about it. Think about it. Okay. Think about it. So I participate in a number of uh, places for people buying cars and stuff like that to try to help people out in this kind of endeavor since I sold cars and have been interested in cars for many, many years since I was a little kid. And I cannot tell you. Uh, There seems to be a spate of these lately of people who've bought a used car because it's really hard to find a new car. But as an aside, there's a Ford Maverick with 2,000 miles used for sale, which I saw online, not not in this area, forty-seven thousand dollars. Okay, twenty thousand over the new sticker. So, so there you go with that. People buy a used car, and in a day or two, it has some kind of huge problem. That's why it was traded in. And then uh, other people will come in and say, well, just go take it back. They have to give your money back. Give three days. You do not have three days to get your money back. All right. In a couple of states and the number is in uh, you can count on one hand. There are a few things that you can do to go and um, rescind a sale. Massachusetts is one of them. Where you have 14 days to go get the car inspected at a state-certified inspection facility, not your cousin Jim Bob down the street who says this ain't no good of a car. Okay, a state inspection facility where it fails an inspection. You get your money back. There's a few states like that. Otherwise, when you buy a used car that is as is, it is as is. I think New York, you get a warranty up to 100,000 miles on the car. They have to give you a 30-day warranty. That kind of thing but um pretty much nationwide as is is as is let me tell you in indiana when you come in and you buy a used car and it says as is or even if it doesn't because it's assumed to be as is unless they give you warranty okay so here in indiana when you buy a used car whether it's as is which usually make you sign it but even so as soon as you buy it it's yours You don't even have to get it off the lot. Okay. When you sign that paperwork and I hand you those keys, it's your car. Period. If you go out, it doesn't start. I can ask you to call a tow truck to get it off of my lot because your car is blocking the way for another customer that I can scam. And whatever the problem is with it is up to you to fix it. Okay. It is up to you. As is means just that. As is. Is Well, Mark, it has to have brakes that work. It does not. As is, is as is. You say that I will accept the car as is. Get it? Good. The other thing, somebody just asked me, they had an escape ironically because these are known for this problem. It is 66,000 miles on it, and it needs an engine. And she wondered why Ford won't put an engine in it for her. Well, the warranty on a new vehicle for Ford for many years has been, for the powertrain, five-year, 60,000 miles, period. So I said, ma'am, do you have an extended warranty? Well, no, because it should last longer than this. There's no reason it shouldn't last. And I agree, it should last, but this is a known problem with them especially on the 1.5 that she has in this 17. But I said, look, so when you don't buy a warranty, what you are saying is, okay, at the end of the factory warranty, I will accept any repair that comes my way, no matter how big it is. Oh, well, yeah, but I didn't think it would be this. Well, I understand. Warranty is sort of a gamble when you buy it. I've had cars where... I, don't, I get a I, if I get a if I'm going to keep a I think I'll keep a new car I get a warranty. Okay, I don't like to keep them out of warranty because repairs are expensive when you buy them new. Now, if you're buying a $500 car, all right, that's stupid. But you know, when you spend some money on a new car, maybe you might want to warranty it for a little bit so it can last you for some time before you start putting money into it. And maybe some of these things will go bad and you can have them fixed under warranty. But sometimes nothing happens to it. It runs great for a long, long time. And the warranty money was kind of wasted. Okay, but if you needed it, you would need it. Now, it would have made sense for her to spend $1,500 or $2,000 on a warranty instead of the $7,000 that it now needs in repairs to get an engine put in it. Or, you know, you know three, I'm seeing people do three, 4000 for a decent used engine. But the problem with getting a used one but the junkyard is uh, after April of 19 is when they fixed the problem with the engine. So if you get one from a car older than that, you could have the same problem that you have and you end up putting another engine in it. The moral of the story is that as is means as is on a used car sale. And on any car, if you do not have a warranty on it, the dealer or the manufacturer in this case does not have any obligation to pay for any repairs because you told them, hey, you know what, I'll accept your five years, 60000 and after that, I'll roll the dice. And this time, this person lost that roll. Some people, they'll go to 250000 Oh, Mark, I only did oil changes to it. That's it. Okay, great. You get the better end of it. But you know what? Repairs get pretty expensive on vehicles. Sensors, computers go out, all that kind of stuff get really expensive very, very quickly. So if you can warranty the thing... For, say, you know, a couple thousand bucks up to a hundred thousand miles, where you only pay fifty dollars, that's not a bad deal, I think, because probably something'll go wrong with it, probably, but that's always a risk, and this person lost out on it and and I said, "Look, go to Ford, call the number in the owner's manual, and of course, I don't have an owner's manual. I don't know why people don't have an owner's manual. Go online and get the owner's manual, Call the number, talk to Ford." See what they can do. I've heard of Ford, you know, doing 50-50 on some of them. It just depends. I said, go to a large dealership also, one that does a lot of business with Ford and ask them to help you. The problem is you're not a customer there. I think this doesn't matter. It matters. I try to buy all my cars at the same place. They know me when I go in there. I'm a customer there. So if I have some kind of issue, the hope is that they'll help me out because I buy a lot of cars there so and that's why you know when i went in to get my engine replaced they had a car waiting for me there hey here's an explorer go use that because they're dealer loaner cars that they give out to their customers some places even say on them customer courtesy car you know it didn't say anything on it but uh, sometimes they will put that on there because it is for customers and not just people that just show up who will go to save a hundred dollars and buy a car somewhere else Thing is, if you're going to travel without warranty, then if there's any repairs, it's up to you, and repairs can be large. An engine, you know, six, seven grand for these uh, four-cylinders. And I can't imagine what it would be on, you know, a higher-end luxury car, something like that, to get really expensive. Oh, well, Mark, they don't have that problem. Really? All <laughs> right. Really? Okay. So, uh, you know, how many of the Hondas were recalled? Their 1.5 turbo recalled for what? No. Uh, you know, no heat. So they had to replace the engines in them. That's right. They replaced a bunch of engines in those. So Toyota just got recalled for wheels falling off. So don't uh, say, Oh, well, some manufacturers don't have this problem. And they just recalled a bunch of Tundras. We talked about that. So, you know, a lot of them have problems. Lincoln's are just having a recall now. It just depends. So everything is a gamble, but if you gamble it, don't complain later that the dice didn't, uh, you know, didn't come up your number. There's a bill in North Carolina that would provide for the removal of public EV chargers for cars unless unless they install a free gas pump next to the uh, electric vehicle chargers. What they're talking about are EV chargers that are free to the public to use. They don't charge them anything. There's a couple of them here. Uh, There's a couple at the library. Ivy Tech, which is a community college here, has a couple of them. They're put in by the government. And uh, they don't charge anybody to use them. When you park your electric car there, they don't charge you. They put it in a tax dollar expense, taxpayer, and they don't charge the people charging. <laughs> I keep saying charge, and I'm positive of that. Huh. Oh, my gosh, I'm so funny. Anyways, uh, <laughs> look, <laughs> oh, my gosh, the cat's going to come and bite me now. Here's the thing. I kind of agree with it. You know, for all the hand-rigging, uh, you know, gr- tree-hugging do-gooders that want to change to electric cars... You are hurting the people that you're really trying to benefit here, because who owns an electric car? The average income of the electric car purchaser is way higher than the average income in the United States, fifty percent higher. The average household wealth is higher. They're more likely to own their own home. They're more likely to have a better job. They're more likely to, uh, you know, travel. They're more likely to have another car. All, all these things. So you're subsidizing through taxation who on the poor uh super gas taxes and everything people like me and you you're subsidizing electricity for rich people and it just doesn't make any sense you know if anything then you know if you wanted to help people you'd really give free gas to people as long as their car is you know has a certain number of miles on it or is a certain age so that they can get around to work and to jobs and stuff I always say, look, if you can run a Model X around, you know, $100,000 SUV, maybe you could buy your own electricity. Maybe. I'm just saying. And even so, look, a new Leaf, thirty five, thirty six thousand dollars $36,000 for a Leaf, you know, that's almost two of my Sonics So, uh, for half the range, So, because my Sonic even knew it was only $20,000 when it was sitting on a Chevy dealer uh, nine and a half years ago. So what I'm telling you is that when you put on these free EV chargers, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. You're benefiting just a tiny minority of the population through tax dollars, and you're charging people that don't have them to subsidize people that have an expensive car. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. You're not changing anything. You're only hurting uh, the little people like me, the poor people like me that are barely scraping by with all this taxation, which they call inflation now, which is really a hidden tax on people. It just It's no good. I don't like it. There shouldn't be any free charges, I agree. Shouldn't be free gas either, but there certainly shouldn't be any free EV charges. But if there's going to be, then they should provide free gasoline to people as well. Let's be even about it. I think it's time now to head to New York State uh, and get in a New York state of mind. So we go to New York and we find some dude living in a cinder block basement apartment. Now there's glass block windows that let some light in but keep it still secure in there. Turns out, when you live in a cinder block apartment, you probably don't have a lot of money. Okay, so that's going to fall into effect later, but this guy's got a car, which is unusual. So, as he gets done watching, Judge Mathis and says, should I stay here and watch the Sally Jesse Raphael show? But then his friend calls him on his phone. And says hey dude why don't you come over to my cinder block basement apartment and let's hang out and do what do dude stuff and so he says all right so he heads on out and drives over to his friend's house but on the way it turns out on the way a police officer notices he does not have a front license plate new york state being one of the most communistic states also requires a front license plate for no good reason. So, he spins around and pulls him over. And he goes up and says, listen, dude, license insurance. Oh, He doesn't have a license. He doesn't have car insurance. You know what he also doesn't have? A rear plate. But what he does have is a plate that he made out of cardboard and crayons. Which I will tell you, is not maybe from a long distance, like a couple of hundred feet away, you might just glance and think, oh, this car has a plate on it. But uh, once you got up close to it, I don't think so. Okay, I don't think so. Also, when we run this guy's information, surprise, and I know you're going to be surprised about this, he has warrants. Ha! What a surprise that is. So... He's immediately arrested, and his car is towed away. So we have no front plate, no rear plate. I guess they'll just call that no registration probably on the car. No car insurance, which is illegal and should be. You should be beaten senseless with baseball bats for that. Warrants, you know, just ridiculous, you know, ridiculous. But what do you want if you're a criminal? And what this means is that in New York State, there's yet another cinder block apartment available. Um thing is there seem to be a lot of these cinder block apartments around i didn't realize how many they were i guess because they're below ground level that you don't know how many there are really you know i think if you can make it there you can make it anywhere but apparently he can't make it there in new york so (laughs) they arrest this guy and they had a picture of the plate which is great okay it's just it's just great from a distance, uh, maybe it might pass, but other than that, no. What he really should do, honestly, is <laughs> print a plate out from the internet, and uh, you know, cut it to size and put it on a piece of cardboard or something like that, so it actually looked like an actual plate, not just kind of crayon in a plate. It's, it seems like this would be such a simple thing to do to uh, or steal a plate. At least that'd be a legitimate plate where you wouldn't get stopped. So, because somebody. He didn't run the plate. He just was driving by him. But, you know, I always think I would make a great criminal, but then I guess I'm too busy working and doing legal stuff that I don't do this kind of stuff. If This guy, instead of sitting around watching this five-inch black-and-white TV all day, if he put two minutes into thinking about this, he wouldn't be arrested right now. So now I can't go to Mars because he gets bologna sandwiches one day and then dry cheese sandwiches the next day and rotates back and forth through there. Although I will tell you, watching jail here recently watched some episodes of jail they seem to get fed pretty good they got a little tray one day they had macaroni and cheese uh one day they had peanut butter and jelly sandwiches so not too bad you know it's certain it's not the ritz but hey you don't have to pay for it so you can't complain about it that's the deal for today and another reason why we are not on mars there are too many dumb stupid people and of course this guy also i say sterilize them but i get in trouble for that but i don't care that's what i think Be safe this week during Safe Driver Week, and um, look, if you got an organization or whatever you want me to come and talk there, I'd love to do it. I think it'd be a blast, so we can do that. Otherwise, markettruckinganswersnation.com. Send me your missives and everything else. We'll see you on the next one.